Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. We are in the season where we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not sure exactly what day he was born, but do we do believe he was born. And we're happy about it, too. I'm happy that Jesus was born. And I know you are, too. Since we believe that he was born, we also believe he died for our sins so that we could have the right to eternal life for those who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, we want to take a look at, first of all, I want to look at the encounter that the angel had with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary had to believe when she had this encounter She had to believe the encounter. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that before I go into it. I need for you to understand that when Mary had this encounter with the Lord, with Gabriel, the angel, she had to believe it. Now, you say that 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 is, um, well, that's a given, right? No, not necessarily. Because I'm thinking about human nature. I think about us. and, And I'm going to read the scripture and kind of go back and talk a little bit about it. Why do you think that's so important? Well, first of all, she had to, when we examined the scriptures, she made a conscious choice to believe. And every time we study scripture, every time we hear a message, every time we pray, every time someone shares the testimony, every time we sing a song of Zion, no matter what it is, we have to make a choice to believe. Believe what? In Jesus to be persuaded by him, to have be conscious of him, to be have confidence and trust in Jesus. John put it like this. Go to John 20 and 31. John 20 and 31. It reads as follows. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have Life in his name. So John put it like this. He wants you to believe in what? The scriptures. They have confidence in the scriptures. Believe in Jesus so in turn you can have life, real and genuine, life devoted to God, a blessed life in his name. See, the Bible is not a history book, but it contains history. See, not every event is written to the Bible, but it is written so that we can make a choice to believe in Jesus. That's why you don't find the exact date of when Jesus was born, because it's not relevant to us believing. But we do believe in Jesus. See, every word that's written in the script is for us to believe. Whether it's in the book of Genesis, whether in the book of Isaiah, whether it's the book of Luke, Matthew, and Mark, Luke and John, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. All the scripture is written for the purpose of us believing. Of us believing. Now, speaking of believing, think about Mary's situation as we look a little bit closer to the scriptures. Mary had to make a decision to believe what was spoken by the angel Gabriel. I'm going to take this a, a small sample of that. When you look in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Mary had to make a decision to believe that she was visited by an angel. Now, why is that important? How many accounts do we have with natural angels on a, on a daily basis? We don't, you don't find that in an everyday situation. Number one, nobody else was with her except her. Now, some of us would have probably, uh, chalked it up as a, our imagination. I must have really heard what I heard or saw what I saw. You know, cause this was some, this is not an everyday event. She had to believe that she had the encounter with an angel. And then she had to convince others that she had the encounter. Luke wrote about it, but Luke wasn't there. Nobody was there except her and the angel. She had to believe. So we see that one of the purposes of the angel was to get her to believe. And as we share Jesus with others, with our testimony and what God has done for us, we want others to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation. You, you want people to believe that God has saved me and he can save you too. Oh, yeah, you believe. You want people to believe that. And see, this is the purpose of the gospel is for us to get us to have others to believe. Let me go a little further. She had to believe that she was highly favored one and she was the blessed, blessed among women. Luke, Luke 1 and 30 reads as follows. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. She had to believe that she found favor with God. Especially after everything she went through. And see, I believe she had to pull on that word, especially when she didn't have nowhere to have her child at. Oh, you, I ain't got no room. I, I'm favored of God. Anybody favor of God expect for everything to go wonderful. But when you favor, don't always mean everything going to be wonderful. Thank you all for the two. Amen. Y'all pray for the rest of us. We understand that being favored by God doesn't mean that everything going to be wonderful, but we do have scriptures like Romans 8 and 28. All things going to work together for our good. It's going to work for my good. It, it may not look like I'm favored, but I'm favored. It may not seem like I'm favored, but I'm favored. My body being challenged, but I'm favored. I got going through a rough trial, but I'm favored. Look, talking phony on my job, but I'm favored. Money a little funny, but I'm still favored. Look toward heaven and say, I'm still favored. She had to believe that. Luke 1, 31 through 33. And behold, she will conceive in your womb. Now notice what kind of son she's going to bring forth. This is her first child. This is her first child. Now let me say this to you. My children are special. But I would not, I, listen, I, uh, they were prophesied over our children and so forth and so on. But look at the prophecy on this for her first child. She's bring forth a son and she call his name Jesus. He will be great and we call the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. She had to believe that. She had to believe she would have a son who would not just be any ordinary son. But he would be great and be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary only had one question. She was good. She was good. She only had one question. I mean, I mean, I thought about this. If I'd had more than one question, if you told me all that, first of all, are you real? 
Secondly, how in the world? I, all the, my first child? Maybe let, let me break in to be mother or mother for a minute first. First of all, give me a, and then what she said, I need a husband. How can this be seeing I don't know a man? I don't know how, how this going to be. Mary asked a legitimate question. She was not married. She was only engaged to Joseph. And then I'm thinking, yeah, I know Joe, but Joe can't do nothing like this right here. Well, this is my opinion. This, this is what I'm looking at. It's 35 through 37. An angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the house overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be in impossible. Mary had to believe that she was going to conce- what she was going to conceive was of the Holy Spirit. It was going to come upon her and overshadow her. She had to believe that her son would be called the son of God, not the son of Joseph. And that was going to be a problem right there. But she had to believe that. She also had to believe that her cousin Elizabeth was going to have a son. And since there was no sonograms or ultrasounds in that day, how did he know that she was going to have a son? We think about the day, oh, you know, before people have children, we already know what they're going to have based on technology. How did he know that she going to have a son? I mean, you, well, this Mary had to believe that. I could go, in, go into more into that, but Mary had to believe that Elizabeth was going to have a son and not a daughter. He had to believe it. She also had to believe that uh, she had to believe that she was going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And this is what you need to understand. There's no biblical account similar to this in the Old Testament she could go by. She had to make a choice to believe. And no matter how much limited information or even how it may, you may find, you may not find this in an ordinary situation, she had to make a decision to believe. And when I think about this, and I think about what God is doing in our lives, you got to make a decision to believe. You say, well, I got to see, we have many times we have scripture references to go along with what we got. You know, we can talk about, you know, we're the head and not the tail. We can talk about the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Mary didn't have that. And every now and then, God will visit you and give you something by yourself that nobody else going to believe except you and God. And sometimes it can be so mesmerizing, you have a hard time believing everything God has promised in your life. Because we, we, we sometimes get caught up in our natural situation and we say, God, how can this be since I don't know certain things in my life? Since I didn't graduate at the top of my class, since I don't have a certain amount of money, since I don't have this, that, and the other, how can this be? And God says, I'm going to over, listen, the power of the highs going to overshadow you. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you into all truth. God, the Holy Omniscient God, the all-knowing God who knows everything can help you to accomplish what he has spoken into your life. With God, we may not know every scripture from Genesis to Revelation, but we can make an impact by choosing to believe God's written and revealed word. We can make an impact. Now, let's, let's go a little further. Then, of course, Mary said, Behold, amazed of the Lord, let it be accor- to me according to your word. And an angel departed from her. Now, you got the big picture now. Let's dig a little bit deeper. 
so we can get a more solid foundation. See, as we study scripture, I believe the purpose of scripture is for us to provide us knowledge and understanding so that we can believe in Jesus with fidelity. In other words, we can be persuaded or convicted, have confidence and trust in Jesus with fidelity. Fidelity is the belief that, G- that in Jesus means that we will be faithful to him with continued loyalty and support. And as we read, as we read earlier in reference to John 20 and 31, but G- but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, placing confidence in him with fidelity, you may have life. What kind of life? Real and genuine. Life devoted to God. A blessed life in his name. And many of us would agree that we have a blessed life because we can place our confidence in scriptures like Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Let's go to Proverbs 10 and 22. The book of Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. You know, one thing about it, when you believe in God, you're happy about it. I mean, you're just happy. You, don't, you, don't, you can't explain your happiness. you got peace that passes all understanding. How many of you say you're happy and you can't explain everything, reason why you're happy? People look at you funny on the job. Oh, why are you smiling? Why? why? I'm just happy. I'm happy. Why? Because I got a relationship with Jesus. But you know Proverbs 10 and 22, which reads as follows. The blessing. The blessing. What's the blessing? The source. The source is God. The prosperity and gift of God. Of the Lord makes one rich. Calls to become wealthy spiritually and naturally, and he adds increases or joys to no sorrow, no pain, no hurt, no offense, and no hardship. Now, this is what you need to understand about hardship. Hardship will be a lot worse without Jesus. We go through enough with Jesus. Can you imagine if you didn't have Jesus? Can you imagine if you didn't pray how 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 bad things could be if you didn't pray. If you didn't have confidence in Jesus, how bad it could be. Thank God for praying, a praying church. Thank God for believers who pray. But thank God for those who believe in Jesus. Because you realize, you know, if it had not been for God, because every now and then you can get dealt a card you don't like, you don't want, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Oh yeah, because believers go through stuff, y'all. Believers, I'm talking about born again, saints of the most high God go through stuff. In their bodies, in their finances, they listen, mentally, sometimes they go through things. Sometimes they sit up at night and, and try not to worry, try to cast on the cares of the Lord. But every time they cast it back, they seem like their mind grab it and bring it back into their mind. Listen, believers go through stuff. And when believers go through stuff, they need to believe in a Savior. They need to believe in the deliverer. They need to believe in someone who got more power than what they got. They need to believe in somebody who can handle them children, that can handle that job, that can handle the finances, that can handle the medicine they take. They need to believe in God who can give them peace that passes all understanding. See, I believe that as we know the credibility of God's word, it helps us to see the necessity of having it to lead and guide us in our daily life. What, what do you mean by credibility? The trustworthiness, the reliability, the integrity, and the dependability of God's word. That's why John John showed us in John chapter 1 and verse 1. Let's go to John chapter 1 and verse 1.
John chapter 1 and verse 1. So when you got credibility, you need to understand what the word says about that. John chapter 1 verse 1 reads as follows. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. We need to understand in the beginning was the word. In the beginning, the origin, the original, the first personal thing in a series, the leader was the word, the word, the sayings of God, the mandate and order of God. And the word was with God and the word was God. John goes on to continue in verse two and three. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. See, God we say all things, each and everything or every person was made to come into existence, to come to pass through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. What are we saying there, Pastor Dobbs? The word of God was created in Genesis. It's created in John. It's also created in the day. God's word is creating things. What do you mean by it, Pastor Dobbs? See, you, we may not know how he creates, but we know he creates. Watch this. I may not know how God does stuff, but I thank God he does stuff. See, I may not know how he creates, amen, wealth for me, but I thank God he creates the wealth for me. I may not know how he heals my body, but I thank God he heals my body. I may not know how he protects me, but I thank God he protects me. I may not know how he does what he does, but I thank God he does what he does. We don't know everything God does, but I appreciate him doing it. I know God protects me riding up and down the road because I ain't the best driver. I get distracted. I try to talk a little text on my cell phone riding down the road. I'm, I'm, oh, Lord, I'm the only one in the, in the sanctuary. Pray for us. All right. But God still protect us while we ride down the road. Thank you all for them honest folks in the sanctuary. Oh, yeah, I've been looking for, I used to look for CD, but now I look for YouTube videos while I ride down the road. And God still protects me. Listen, I be riding, and all of a sudden I get a text, and I, and I be tempted not to look at it, and I try not to look at it, but I'm nosy sometimes. Notice what I said. I said, I'm nosy. Not none of y'all. Not none of y'all. I know the stop sign is about a mile up the road, but I, I can't wait a mile. I got to go and see what's happening right now. And I pull it out and I look at it. And I hear sometimes the tires go, oh Lord, what, 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 what? And I pray for us, God. I know God is protecting me. How he does it? I'm glad ain't no cars coming down the road. God is a protector. And for me to come into the house of God and act like God ain't did nothing for me, the devil is a lot. God has been protecting me all week, all year long. Before the pandemic, during the pandemic, after the pandemic, he is still protecting me. I know I'm the only one he protected. I look around this sanctuary. I see how God protecting you in your homes and in your finances. I see how God protecting you and your marriage and your single life. God is protecting the believers in this sanctuary. Thank God for his protection. Thank God for his protection. Ooh, let me get back to the test. I'm getting excited, y'all. I don't know how God does it, but we make a decision to believe that, though. We make a decision to believe that. Let me say something. He, he created then, he'll create now. He created wealth for us, healing. Oh, opportunities. Y'all know God created the opportunity for you. You know, man, when he gave you that opportunity, 
You think man like you that much? Oh, please. He'd rather give it to his friends. But God loves you enough to protect you and give you an opportunity that no man can. Listen, he'll open the door no man can close. God can do it. He's been doing it for all of us in this sanctuary. He has opened the door for you no man can, can shut let me say this to you. God's not finished yet, neither. I see God open up doors for believers in this sanctuary because you've been faithful to him. You've been loyal to him. You say, God, I believe you no matter what comes up in my life. God will open up a door. People going to wonder how you got there. And you can look around and say, you know what? I thank God it must be God because when God sits up one and puts down another, when God sets you up, don't you ever forget. It's the God that sets you up in that situation. God set you up in that situation. He gave you an opportunity. As you continue to follow the omniscient God, as you follow the Holy Spirit, God gives you opportunities. He gives you ideas. He gives you concepts. He gives you plans. Let me say this to you. I, I, I heard a testimony this week. I, a man who, who lost his leg due to some, due some unforeseen circumstances. And he said, you know what the man said? You know, I haven't gave up on God yet. He said, I'm believing God to grow me another leg. You know what? That, that stirred me up a little bit. I said, God, if you believe you to grow a leg, I believe God, you can believe me, amen, to cause me to do great things for your kingdom. Cause me, amen, to walk in millionaire status. Cause my debts to be canceled. Cause my body to be healed. You say, Pastor, are you looking at your circumstance? No, I ain't looking at my circumstances. I'm looking at the God of my circumstance. Oh, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Listen to this terminology. Three words I want you to remember. Unlimited creative power. Unlimited creative power. Say that with me. Unlimited Creative power. I'm going to say it one more time together. Unlimited creative power. Don't you ever think that's for everybody else and not you. God will give you unlimited creative power to operate in your life. Well, Pastor, I don't know how it's going to be done. God has unlimited creative power that's available to all of us. But this is what you got to understand. You got to believe that. You got to make a choice to believe that. Well, Pastor, that might be good for them back in that day, but it don't mean that, that it, there's a, it, it's, it's, it's not available to me. No, God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If God did it then, he can do it today, and he'll continue to do it for those who believe. And let me just remind you, God has been working on you with unlimited creative power, amen, since you got born again. He's been creating stuff in you you never thought about before. He has been doing things that you may not have came up with before. God has given you unlimited creative power. And he's still working in you right now. You know, this time I would tell you to look at your name and tell them the unlimited creative power. But listen, this is the point to yourself. God has given me unlimited creative power. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit that operates on the inside of us. Also, the word of God helps us to deal with our friends and our foes. Our foes can be our enemies, our opponents, as well as our adversaries. I know many of us are positive and optimistic and believe the best in everyone, or we're striving to be that way. However, just because we believe the best and want the best for others, doesn't mean that they want the best for us. 
Some people, for any reason, have a difficult time wanting others to be happy, successful, and blessed. Don't you ever think people are always happy for you? And, and this is my philosophy. And don't take, you might not do it this way. Who could care less if they're happy for you or not? This just pray, pray for all of us, okay? If they ain't happy for them, so be it. Your, your unhappiness with me does not disturb my happiness with myself. Let me get out of there because I could go in there for a minute. They say they want the best for you, but annually they're looking and plotting for the day uh, that your good will go bad. <laughs> Boy, that's saying a lot right there. All right. Everybody's not thrilled about your new car, your new job, your promotion, your house, your engagement ring, your 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 uh, prosperity, your anointing. When you get, listen, let me tell you something. When you get a promotion, and some of y'all going to get one between now and next year. You can look for it. You can just look for it. You can get a promotion, a raise. You can get all kinds of stuff. Everybody ain't going to be happy for you. Be careful who you share it with. Because you could have some Joseph brothers in your midst that want to try to throw you in the ditch as soon as they can get their hands on you. So just be careful. But then again, don't be afraid to tell them. You know, God been good to me, y'all. Mm, yeah, he been good to me. Oh, yeah, he been good to me. Oh, God, yeah, God has did it again. And don't be afraid to tell them, neither. Don't be scared of them, but don't be, listen, but don't think they, but don't turn your back on them neither. That's in mine. That's Dobbs right there. That may not be God, but don't, that's God. <laughs> You're following me now. Don't turn your back on them. Because they will put word, they, they put word in. They might. We got to know. There's an enemy out there. And at times the enemy, enemy will be the in, inner, I-N-E-R, me. Sometimes the enemy is us. It ain't other people doing us wrong. It's us doing us wrong. That's why it takes the word of God to deal with the opposing thoughts that does not glorify Jesus and hinders our witnesses. Let's go to Matthew 4 and 4. Matthew 4 and 4. Matthew 4 and 4 reads as follows. Let me read it. But he has and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is written. It stands written in the sacred books of the Old Testament to be committed to writing. Man should not live. That means to be to be strong and efficient, to have true life, to be active, to be blessed by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's imperative that we think, talk, and make decisions based on what is written in God's word. Despite what the enemy is telling us or trying to persuade us. Let me say this to you. If you mess up, repent and get back in it. Now, I would say when you mess up, repent and get back in it. But I'm going to be optimistic and say if you mess up. Now, if I was talking to Dobbs, I would say when you mess up, Dobbs, repent and get back in it. Don't, don't sit on the sideline, pity party, cause ain't nobody gonna come to your pity party. I don't care how many hats and balloons and cake you got. And the cake can be with the, with the whip icing on there and all that good stuff. It could be vanilla, chocolate, it could be, it could be some good cake too. But ain't nobody come, nobody coming to your pity party. Well, I don't mind if, uh, I, I think, cause yeah, see, I, I've lived long enough, brother, that I have been in situations where I want somebody to come to my pity party. Don't nobody come to the pity party. Don't nobody come. Don't nobody come to the pity party. Well, I send out invitations. You know the mental invitations we send out to folks. I want y'all feel sorry for me. I'm, I'm, oh, Lord, look how y'all looking at me right here. 
See, sometimes people send out mental things. I want you to feel sorry for me because I'm going through a rough trial right now. It's tough on my job right now. It's tough in my relationship right now. My money is funny. I want you to feel sorry for me. And so sometimes we'll sit on the sidelines and, and, and you ain't never, you ain't, say, I ain't got it down yet. Some people got it down. You got to look, have that sad face. Feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for me. You know what people do? Let me see what they do. Let me see what they do. They will look at you and keep walking. And sometimes I think folks speed up when they see you. And then some folks will see you from over him. And you'll be sitting right there and they'll look at you. Oh, let me go this way right here because I, I ain't want to deal with that right there. Because these folks, they, they, they want something from me. I know they want something. Let me not even deal with them. So you got to be in a position that you don't have a pity party. You all follow me? That's why you got to be led by the omniscient God. Are y'all following me so far? Now, look at Matthew 4 and 4. 4. Let's go, let's go back to verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So we're talking about Jesus, the healer, the deliverer, the provider, the redeemer, the miracle worker. The one that's born, amen, we're celebrating this season. And verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. When the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. But as I said, it's written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to a holy city, set him up on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written. You should give, he should give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they should bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Knows not just the devil, but the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. At the time when his physical body and mental and slash emotional state seemed to be going through some changes. And we can find ourselves in an uncomfortable, let me tell you something, you can find yourself in an uncomfortable and in an unfamiliar situation following Jesus. Never think following Jesus is always going to be wonderful. Sometimes following Jesus, you're going to find yourself going through something. And you follow. This is the thing. Before this, Jesus, in my opinion, or what I've read in Scripture, did nothing wrong. But he was led, notice, not by the devil, not by his flesh, not by uh, people in society, but he was led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. We need to understand and then all that, he was led into the wilderness. Notice what he said, the wilderness, a lonely place, a desert place, uncharted, uncultivated, to be tempted, to be tested, and to try one's faith by the devil. It's important to have the word of God in our lives so we can have faith in Jesus with fidelity. What do you mean, Pastor? Fidelity means we're going to be faithful to him when we are tested for our loyalty and our support. Regardless if it's comfortable or uncomfortable, lonely or with a bunch of people, familiar or unfamiliar, we got to be faithful to him. Got to be faithful. Whether it's good, bad, or whatever. Notice in verse 2, he was hungry. He was hungry. 
Hunger means to suffer want. Crave is a secret eager desire. At times, we could be hungry for food, just as Jesus was in the text. However, we can be lonely in uncharted places and hungry for healing in our bodies, hungry for debt relief, hungry for a relationship, hungry for uh, someone to genuinely, genuinely love us the way we think we ought to be loved. We can be hungry for those things. Jesus' faith was tested to determine fidelity at a time when he was dealing with the followings in an unfamiliar and an uncharted place, hungry and experiencing a physical and even what we, some may consider a mental need, dealing with the tempter, drilling him on the scriptures. Notice that the enemy was busy like he does us, tries to do us today. When the tempter, notice we can say the tempter, verse 3. Now when the tempter, the person who tests us to determine what we think or how we should behave ourselves, came to him. He said, if you are the son of God, on what condition that you are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. The enemy continued to intensify his conversation with Jesus by even taking to a, taking him to a higher physical place. See, Jesus was consistent with the response, which once again gives us credibility to the written and revealed word of God. When we need, which we need to know as well. Notice what Jesus said. It is written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When he says written, what's written in the sacred books of the Old Testament at that particular time. Of course, we can add the New Testament in this time. And then in verse 6, he says this. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. Notice what he says. Written. What's written in the sacred books of the Old Testament. He should give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they should bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. But notice Jesus overcame every attack of the enemy. How did he do it? Because he was believed in the word of God. How do we overcome the attacks of the enemy? We believe in the word of God. Now, let me say this to you. You believe it, even though you don't, you may not see the results immediately. You believe the word, even though you may not see the results immediately. Sometimes it takes time for the word to work. Because God can change it anytime he wants to. But sometimes he wants to make sure that we know that we trust and we believe in him. And that we're committed in him. Because if God did anything quickly, you would probably t- you would wonder about yourself. But God, listen, sometimes God, we t- I had a conversation with somebody just recently. God can see your situation and know you're getting ready to go through something and not even move while you're going through it. He didn't look at you like, okay, well, God, I need for you to help me. And God be like, you all right? No, no, not, I'm not all right. No, I'm not, no, I'm not all right, God. I need for you to stop in and do something. Y'all never prayed that prayer. Okay, but maybe that's me. But God would just look at you because he wants you to trust him in the middle of what you're dealing. Don't you think when Dane was in the lines there, oh, that'd be, it'd be a great story if you'd have got him out before. But look at, look at God. God had to wait till the lions got all the way down in there. The brother had to sleep with the lions. I, I'm get tired of sleeping with lions. Some of y'all get that a little bit later. Tired of going through trials. Tired of going through all this stuff. But God will let you sleep with the lies to show you that your tra- your problem is not Lord over your life, but God is Lord over your life. 
Is he not Lord of Lords and King of Kings? Oh, God, I get out of that in just a minute. Let's go back to uh, Luke 1 and 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Now, I have no idea how much formal knowledge that Mary had of God's word. Neither is it relevant. And one thing I was thinking about this, this conversation that Mary had with Gabriel is not a long conversation. This ain't something that, go, that lasts for uh, 20 and 30 and 100 scriptures. This is just several, a small passage. But Mary chose to believe what she heard. See, formal knowledge has its place. I, I have nothing wrong with theology, uh, the knowledge and information created and shared by institution and those that represent them. Uh, I, I have no problem with that. I, I pray that you know as much as about scripture that you need to know. I pray that you know Genesis to Revelation. But I pray that you believe in what you know, though. Some of y'all didn't get that. Let me try that on this. Let me try that again. Well, Pastor, I know all these scriptures. I know, I, I know a scripture a day. In fact, I quote 22 scriptures. In fact, I can quote the whole book of, of John to you. I can go John chapter 1, that verse 1, all the way down to the last verse. But what do you believe? What do you put in the action that you know? Now, we should, we should we study scripture? Yes, we should study scripture. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly defined the word of truth. But do you believe in what you study? Listen, what I give you today, it can sound good, but what do you take and apply in your everyday life? The purpose of the scripture is for us to believe. Believe. Mary had to make a choice. I'll be honest with you, I, when I look, if I was sitting in Mary's shoe, Mary had to believe, then she had to persuade some more folks. In fact, her husband didn't even believe when he first heard it. He was ready to put her away and give her a, a divorce, or what they basically call separation. But you know what? Mary had to believe God. Because anytime you favored by God, don't mean everything going to be wonderful for you. Mary had to go through something, but she still had to believe what God said despite what she went through. Because one thing, when Mary got pregnant, wasn't her going back. Wasn't her going back. She was pregnant. And she said, okay, I'm pregnant now. I, 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 listen, and I went with Joseph. I was pregnant just like the word says. So if that part is true, then the rest of it must be true. See, when you get the word working in one area, you ought to believe it for the rest of your areas of your life. You ought to believe it for your home. You ought to believe it for your business. You ought to believe it for your workplace. You ought to believe it for your relationship. When the words start working in one area, you ought to believe it for every area of your life. You got to trust in Jesus. You got to trust in him. So now, we believe Mary had, she chose, she chose to believe God's messenger, regardless of how unfamiliar and uncharted it sounded. She made a selection between two alternatives. She chose to believe. I can either believe this because I'm by myself. Nobody's here except me and the angel. But she chose to believe it. That's why, in my opinion, uh, the angel sets the tone for of this conversation by establishing credibility for the miracle. And the angel, the messenger, answered and said to her in verse 35, Luke 1, 35. Let's look at this a little closer. About to, we're coming to the end. 
The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Notice what he said, the angel, the messenger, answer the said there, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power, the strength, the miracle, the ability of the highest will overshadow you to envelop you in a shadow, to invest with supernatural influence. Notice that definition, to invest with supernatural influence. The Holy One who is to be born, to be called the Son of God. And as a messenger, we must choose our words wisely as we witness. See, the credibility and reliability of the word that is going to bring the message, we got to choose our words wisely as we share them with others. Choose them wisely as we share. As we tell others about Jesus, and not only tell them about Jesus, tell them about what he done for somebody else. Because there's, you may not went through it, but chances are you know somebody else that's going through something similar. This case, it was Elizabeth was going through something similar. Your cousin Elizabeth, your kinfolk, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. She couldn't even have a child. But now she's pregnant. And you don't think that I can't do the same thing for you? I don't need a man for this to come to pass in your life. God knows how to bring his word to pass in our life. And what we think we need, God says, all you really need is me. Because we think we need it. But God says, I, we really need is me. That's why he's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows how you, the promise he made for you, it may have been 20 years ago, 10 years ago, this year, next year, whatever it is, he knows how for that word to come to pass in your life. He knows how for it to come to pass in your life. And when we share the message with others, as we witness and tell them about the goodness of Jesus, we want others to believe just like we believe. We want others to believe just like. They may not come on as fast as we do, but we need to at least share the message. And this is what you need to say. What if I mess up, Pastor Dobbs? I was thinking about that. What if I, I don't say things right? What if I don't do this right? This is what I was thinking about. If you do it, let me say this thing, and this is just reality. If you share the message ten times, and all of a sudden, let's say, for example, you share your message, your testimony, you want somebody to believe. You share it ten times, and you mess it up nine times, but you get it at least right one time. At least one person will make it in the kingdom. You know what the problem is? If we don't share it with nobody, nobody got a chance to get into the kingdom because you shared it with nobody. Well, Pastor, I don't know the words to say. Just share you. Notice, share what Jesus done for you. You know God been good to you this year. We talked about this earlier. God has been good to all of us this year. There is nowhere in the world you can say God has not been good. I, I look around the sanctuary and people say, well, you know, God ain't, this is, you could be like the folks that talk on social media all you want to. You'll be lying. That's how you, you, can, you say we'll be lying? Yes, you'll be lying. Because God has been good to all of us in this sanctuary. All of us. He's been good to us. Well, I, 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 I didn't get this, that, and the other. He's still been good to you. Because to me, you've been eating. You look like you dressed all right. You look like you're healthy. I mean, you like most of us. Get, listen. I would say smile, but I can't see you smile, but you look like you have. <laughs> you follow me? God be good to you. 
God been good to you. I'm, I'm just reminding you, you already know it. God been good to you. God has been good to us. Share the message. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Let me finish this up. If you want, give me just a few moments here. I'm about done. As we continue to mobilize the message of Jesus Christ so that others will believe and trust in him for spiritual matters, we must pull on some receipts. Testify what God brought you out of and how he brought others out that you may know what a similar situation. Just like what the angel did with her cousin, Elizabeth. After he set the tone with telling her about the Holy Spirit would be the source and the power of the highest would overshadow her, he told her to look at her cousin, Elizabeth. When we're sharing the gospel with others, I need, I need for us to strive to be more aware what's at stake. That's a soul that's at stake. That is a soul that is at stake. That's a soul. Jesus died for the souls. He died for people like us. Think about if somebody wouldn't have shared the message with you, you would not have divine protection right now. You would probably, you could, you, probably you'd be operating in fear and anxiety. You would not have his deliverance operating in your life and you would not have divine prosperity operating in your life right now. God loves us. God loves us. Cause he said in verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing, not one thing would be impossible, not to have strength, power, or ability. Now, to conclude it like this, notice what the Holy, we look back at the message. He said the Holy Spirit will be the source. He will come upon her. The power of the highs will overshadow her. He's going to prepare her womb to birth the Savior. Remember your cousin Elizabeth who has conceived in her old age and six months pregnant, and even the, the angel added she's going to have a son, which, of course, in no way in the world, they didn't have ultrasounds back then. Listen, you, you have a God that has unlimited power, creative power operating in his life. Then Mary said, every, after, listen to everything she heard, everything she considered everything that was said. She said in verse 38, in which we need to de- definitely take a hold of, Notice what you said in verse 38. Let it be. Let it come into existence. Let it be made. Let it appear. Notice this. According to your word. When God gives us a word, it's up to us to make a conscious decision to believe it. When God says better is here, better is coming, you got to make a choice to believe it. Bigger is here. Bigger is coming. You got to make a choice to believe it. Our giving is changing our living. You got to make a choice to believe it. Will, will, it, will it stop happening because you don't believe it? No. God just wants all of us to be like Mary. Make a choice to believe. Now, think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. We studied this a week or two ago, maybe three weeks ago. Zacharias, who was in the church, blameless, heard the same message. Excuse me, heard a similar message from the same angel and chose not to believe it. And Zacharias 
mouth was shut for over nine months, it looks to be. But notice the difference. Mary heard a message from the same angel. Same angel. She chose to believe it. And what happened? It came to pass in her life. Let me say this to you. As believers in the Most High God, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, yeah, I believe we should celebrate it. But I believe one of the greatest gifts you can give God is obedience to his word. He says this, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obeying his word. I bet that's a good gift you can give God. Not just Christmas, but your lifestyle is obedience to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let it be to me according to your word. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.